Hail and well met, listeners. I'm your Dungeon Master, Nick, broadcasting live from the Underdark. We've brought several brave souls down here under completely normal circumstances to compete for the right to see the sun again. <laughs> Ugh, get that mic out of my face. I'm fighting a mushroom right now. I'm Declan fucking Quinn. To be honest, we don't know how many are going to make it. So a tune right in every other week for Mirth, Sin, and Fire Season 1 against the Underdark. In our last episode, Brittany presented Derendil, the cursed Elden Prince in the body of a Quagoth, with a potion of Remove Curse. Desperate to be freed of his cursed condition, Derendil chugged down the potion immediately. In a magical moment, Brittany, Eric, and Declan beheld not a restored Elven Prince, but a glowing green crystal which unceremoniously dropped to the ground. With the help of Declan's magical blade, Dawnbringer, the group discovered that this crystal is a piece of the soul of one of Dawn's former wielders, the Elven hero known as Linderon. Dawn further divulges that Linderon was lost in battle against the demon prince Orcus, but if a portion of Linderon's physical form can be recovered, the hero might be restored to life a potent ally against the darkness. Dawn now presents two missions to the party. Restore Linderin to his proper form and locate and destroy the Wand of Orcus, a potent necromantic magic item. Unfortunately, Dawn is unaware of where Linderin's remains are, where the Wand of Orcus is at, what has become of Derendil, or anything else of practical use. Our heroes have acquired two more quests while sitting in a hotel room in Grackelstug. How many more might the Dark Dwarven City have to offer? So, to the adventure. We last left you guys in the city of Grackelstug, where after slaughtering almost a dozen guards, you were greeted by the head of the stone guard herself, Erde Blackskull, who said that there were bigger problems in the city than you, and if you guys could capture and or kill or whatever, learn the location of a mysterious fleet of foot Darrow that seems to know everything about their military movements, then she'll give you safe passage out of Grackelstug. She's given you a badge, basically an emblem of the Stone Guard, that doesn't necessarily facilitate movement around the city. It will simply get you information if flashed to the right people, or it, it will allow you to move through a certain part of the city. Hey. Um, she recommends that you not flash the badge to everyone, but you should certainly make use of it. You took up residence in Golborn's Lair, which is the only inn in the city open to outsiders, where you attempted to dispel the curse on your friend Darendil, whereupon he turned into a strange green crystal, which spoke to you about... You'll have to give me a reminder here spoke to us as though it was some portion of an ancient elven or fey noble? Correct, the warrior, yes. Saying that, basically, that he could be of assistance in your quest. But anyway, you are aware that this fragment of a soul only has limited memories and just asks for your help. Mm. Seemed especially concerned when you mentioned the... The Wand of Orcus. Correct, thank you. I was, it was on the tip of my tongue. Mentioning that that was a dangerous weapon that should be destroyed. 
I believe that is where we left off, is just after you'd had that conversation. Mm -hmm. I believe it was. If you guys remember any missing details, feel free to let me know. But the companions who are still with you, Topsy and Turvy departed early after revealing that... Did, did, did they reveal their, their secret to you guys? They, they did. did. Yeah, the, the lycanthropy issue. Were rats. Yeah, were rats. So they left just before you reached the city. Buppy Doe, the murderous Darrow, was hauled away by the guards in front of your faces. <laughs> I'm sure he's fine. <laughs> so that leaves with you guys. You still have Jim Jar is still with you. Eldeth is still with you. And Darendil was with you until you turned him into a green crystal. You make it tell me that was a bad thing? <laughs> is it? Mm -hmm. Well, the green crystal probably won't monkey out and beat people up for us. Or yeah. try and beat on us. That's you... what I'm worried about. Y you know, the last thing that Darendil did when he lost his monkey brain was took some crossbow bolts for me. So, I'm not... No. The last thing he did when he lost, when he went into monkey brain mode was try and hit you, remember, in your room? And then he came back to himself and broke down crying. Oh yeah, there was that. Yeah. <laughs> details, details. But, oh know, yeah, that's still a fairly happy, happy balance for me. Sure. Uh, yeah, if we keep it 50-50, he only tries to kill you half the time. Yeah. I had a nickel for everyone who tried to kill me. Potentially important question. Am I still unconscious from hitting my head on the corner of the table during my attempted backflip, or am I awake? I can't remember. <laughs> You're awake now, for okay. certain. Yeah, I think you woke up at the end and you were like, did I do it? And That's right. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you, you didn't do it. But shine on, you crazy diamond. <laughs> well, do you all have any conversations that need to occur before the next morning? Or planning for what goes next? We still have Eldrith with us too, right? Correct. Eldrith is still with you. I believe I've revealed to the group that I haven't got the slightest idea how to actually track someone down, much less in the Underdark or in this city, so... Yeah, but I know how to lure people in. So, yeah, we're good. So we are, we've got snake bait, or, or should I say snake charm? A, a snake charmer? Charm and snake. <laughs> charm and snake. <laughs> snake is very charming. <laughs> all right. The next morning, then, you all rise from your places in this really tight, dark, stalactite, stalagmite, sorry, hotel you've been staying in, and exit to the Dark Lake District. That is where the outsiders are allowed. It's the limit of where the outsiders are allowed. It's a rather narrow strip of land along the Dark Lake with docks, buildings carved out of stalagmites, and many open market spaces all of it blocked from the rest of the city by a rather high wall fitted with stone gates in between uh, other larger stalagmites, other parts of the cavern. So 
this time of day, when you wake up in the morning, things are already business as usual. The Dwergar, this city really never sleeps, to be honest, because everybody here is all about hard work. What is your purpose? What is your intent as soon as you come out in the market? Be as flashy and fabulous as possible. <laughs> Do you want to give me any particular? She is extremely colorful and flouncy. Okay, so you're doing absolutely nothing to conceal your presence. Yes. She Excellent. will occasionally just casually strike poses. <laughs> well, flouncing like that through the open-air market is certainly one way to get attention. Uh, you, you know, I'm going to be out there in my commoner's clothes, plain as possible, mm -hmm. and I'm watching the people watching Brittany. Okay. So you want you can make a stealth check if you want to try and blend in. Absolutely. Oh, I'm not good at this. That's an eight. <laughs> Oof. Okay. Yeah. There aren't many humans here, so it is rather difficult to seal yourself among the orcs, shield dwarves, dwergar, darrow, and you notice almost a little too late a group of six drow all watching Brittany very closely. Ah, okay. So, noted. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, you, Miss Brittany, Brittany. Uh, as you're watching, many people here, as they're bartering, selling you a huge shouting from one stall over on the side. And you see a couple of a merchant actually almost leaping over a stall with a dagger pointed at these two buyers. And then as soon as they kind of raise their hands and make sounds of acquiescence, he puts the dagger away and is the image of calm and happy and immediately hands them their product and all this other stuff without any raised tones or anything. Another one, as you're watching, a Dwergar is coming towards you and suddenly turns invisible and then turns visible again and then turns invisible and then turns visible again. I'm going to, whenever he turns invisible, I'm going to, um, wait, do, do I have my castanets? I always forget. Yeah, certainly. Why would a why would a bard go anywhere without them? Right. Okay. Then I'm gonna just play my cast. That's whenever he turns invisible. As as you play, the next time he becomes visible, he's looking down at his feet, <laughs> and then he turns invisible, and then when he becomes visible again, he's still looking at his feet. Like what the? <laughs> you hear a little giggle from somewhere close by you. Um, when you turn to look, you see the strangest looking little man. A Darrow, very much like Buffydo, but this guy's dressed in what looks like a cowboy hat with two tentacles sticking out of the top. Well then. As soon as he notices you looking at him, he gasps and darts behind a stall. What is that? Walker, what is Declan up to? What's he trying to do? Declan is following along with the rest of the group. He has plates O'Malley on his head because 52 eyes are better than two. <laughs> Okay. And is trying to keep tabs on any suspicious-looking Darrow, since that's what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Also, keeping an eye out for any locations that look like they may be uh, criminal underbelly-type locations. Oh, most certainly. There are a couple locations that might fit that description. Down by the piers, there is a long bridge woven out of what looks like spider silk or something like that, leading out to a stalagmite that's crumpled mostly almost down to the water 
Built on it is a huge log cabin looking deal. Aside from that building, really the area down by the dock seems like the place where most of the seedy stuff would go on. There are plenty of people milling about down there, but that's where you see the highest concentration of outsiders like yourself. So you'll see more of the orcs and shield dwarfs down there than you would up here. There are a few of the deep gnomes down there. Few humans actually as well. Uh, if you want to roll a perception check for me as well, since you're actively looking around. I would love to. Alright, wonderful. That is going to be a grand total of seven. <laughs> okay. Well, you'll you'll still notice all the places I've mentioned before, but Eric is the only one currently aware of the party of Drow eyeing Brittany real closely right now. I'm too easily distracted. <laughs> Clearly O'Malley rustling around in your hair has thrown you off. There's a wee bit twitchy today. <laughs> uh, Brittany, now that you're back, what's your reaction to this mysterious figure ducking out of sight? You know, I am going to put on an enthralling performance with Ooh. my castanets, so he won't want to go anywhere. Well, is this a charisma save from him? That is an excellent question, and I am double-checking it right now. It's a wisdom saving throw. Ah, wisdom. Save DC, which is 16. 16? Yep. Okay. And it's going to be like a minute of a minute or more of me dancing and playing castanets and just generally being fabulous. <laughs> okay. Your minute of performance certainly draws a crowd. And um, After... it'll affect five of the most powerful looking slash shadiest people. <laughs> okay. Well, you got a pair of orcs then. Certainly, who will be charmed. There are a couple of Dwergar. And after that minute, a little head with a tentacled hat pokes out from behind the stall once more. Excellent. They're now charmed by me. They idolize me. They'll speak glowingly of me to anyone who speaks to them. And if anyone tries to oppose me, they will try to stop them from opposing me. They'll avoid violence unless it's already inclined, or something that they're already inclined to do. And yeah, for the next hour, they're like this, and they will never know that I tried to charm them. Okay. So yeah. So what are you going to do I'm, now that you... I'm going to strike up a conversation with our friend in the interesting hat. Mm-hmm. Hi. So, um, your hat is, like, super chic. Where'd you get it? I, I, I made it. I made it myself. Really? That is he does, like... He says as he's stroking one tentacle. That's super cool. He then grabs both of them and is like, Careful, careful! They'll strike you if you get too close! Oh, I I will stand back then. So, what what are the tentacles from, originally? They're, they're, they're tentacles. Yes, tentacles. I cut them right off a beast myself. They're special. They guard me. They protect me. Wow, from what? What do they protect you from? From nasty people, nasty people who want to hurt Droki. They'll pay if they get too close. They can't interfere with my errands, you know. Oh yes, errands are super, super duper important. What kind of errands do you run? I can't tell you, they kill me. <laughs> oh no, maybe I can talk to them and then they won't try to kill you. 
But they'll try to kill you. You're so pretty and beautiful. They just want to kill. Why would they want to kill someone so pretty and beautiful and perfect? I don't know. They just do. Oh, that's so sad. Mm-hmm. So, have you heard about this rebel who's been uh, causing some mischief and mayhem around these parts? Uh, uh, a what? You know, and I'll go into the details about who we're looking for. If you give him the description, as you say it to yourself, you realize that this is the guy. Oh, perfect. Okay. I just think he's, like, so cool. You know, I just would love to meet him, know more about him, have him buy me dinner, maybe. There's no good places to buy dinner here. Why don't you, why don't you come with me to my home? Sure. But I need to bring my bodyguards. Don't worry, they won't get in the way. Oh, oh, they're outsiders. Oh, they're from the overland. Nasty, stinky, hate them. They can't come. Only you. But who will ensure my protection? I will protect you. I'm good at things like that. I'll protect you. Okay. I'll even let you wear my hat. It will protect you. Oh, well, thank you. He offers, Um, it it looks like a strange cowboy hat. Like I said, really big, wide-brimmed black cowboy hat with two tentacles hanging off of it. Brittany's very, very sure she can pull this off. Gonna put it on, have her snake hair arrange itself just so. Mm-hmm. It looks like really curly and stuff, and like the hat's just kind of like sitting, like a little bit like jaunty, like a little jaunty tilt. And she'll follow along. You look, you look like a Twi'lek wearing a cowboy hat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> perfect. That is that is the Star Wars chic she wants to go for. That, that's mm-hmm. a good look. Good look. <laughs> am I am I even aware that she's left, or am I just like staring she's off? Very obvious. Yeah, there was. there's no way that you've lost track of her, even with that low of a perception score. You've noticed her talking to a strange, short little man. You've also noticed two orcs staring at her and chortling to each other, as well as two Dwergar who seem to be watching her very closely. Mm. Yeah, she's turning a lot of heads. I would like to follow stealthily. So, Brittany, does this mean that you're going to go to Dr- without notifying the other notifying them in that like I am not stealthing like I am being very obviously going with this person but I'm not gonna be like hey guys I'm leaving like a perception roll or something to see if I notice that because I'm kind of focused on the drow sure Uh, I mean to be honest no because as soon as Brittany starts moving those six drow are gonna begin moving towards her as well okay that then I'm well aware of things going on and mm-hmm. trying to take advantage of the fact that they're focused on Brittany to be behind them. Yeah, their attention is entirely off of you right now. Beautiful. The sandwich method. I will stealth follow as well. Okay, so both of you can remake those stealth rolls. Uh, can I get advantage because mm-hmm. they're totally focused on Brittany? Yeah, I'll give you advantage on this one. Excellent, dirty 20. Declan? 26. Holy cow. Spider hat, spider hat, makes a very creepy cap. (laughs) Now you've actually found a crowd of 
humans and other outsiders moving in that general direction that you're able to blend into, and you kind of jump from group to group as you move across the Dark Lake District. Droki, at one point, is going to... You're going to approach the far west side of the Dark Lake District. Over here, there isn't much going on. There are a few people here talking in corners. It looks like kind of a... This is where the low grades hang out. Mm. He, look, he takes you around a little stone structure, looks around very cautiously, does a couple taps, and a strange tunnel appears out of nowhere, obviously covered by illusion, and begins to take you down it. Great. I will... Do I... Have I noticed uh, any of my party members following me? Perception check? Oh... Okay. I do not have great perception. Oh, that's a 15 minus 1, so that's 14. Okay. You not only notice the party members, you also notice pack a drow on heels. I will turn, make eye contact with the drow, blow them a kiss, and, like, the kiss I blow, I'm going to cast prestidigitation real quiet-like and just have, like, a little, like, small snake rune appear next to the tunnel for my party members to hopefully find and follow. Okay. So you're pulled down the tunnel by Droki. Yeah. It's a very low, cramped tunnel that she pulls you down. You're going to be down there for a minute or so. Declan and Eric, Eldith and Jimjar have accompanied you, both of them stealthy enough to keep yourselves concealed from these drow. But as you reach the western part, you notice that these six drow have kind of spread apart and are looking around in the rocks and stuff. It looks like they've lost Brittany. Okay. Which means we've lost Brittany because we were following them following Brittany. Man, these people are useless. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, have a look around. It's If she's left us breadcrumbs, I'll see if I can find anything Brittany-like. Well, I should clarify, they are between you and the place where she did, so it would be pretty tough getting past them right now. Well, quietly. Um, there's nobody around to really conceal you either. Hmm. I'll look over at Declan and nod my head towards the drow and give him a questioning look. I hold up a knife and raise an eyebrow. I'll drag my thumb across my throat and give him a thumbs up with it. Murder. That's all for this episode of Mirth, Sin, and Fire. Our cast is Scott as Eric Severin, Walker as Declan Quinn, and Candace as Brittany. I'm Nick, your DM, signing off until next time. To my captive audience, I, your shimmering, flawless goddess of a protagonist, want you to go to thelayeraction.com and give me even more of your adoration. I, I spent way too long without moisturizer for this content to flop. So go, thelayeraction.com.